Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us, as they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table. The story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Hello and welcome back to Bone Thrower's Theater. This is Johnny and I'm playing Chime North. This is Jeremy playing Julian Illix. This is Aaron playing Sam Faluge. This is Jeff playing Jer Lan. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! <laughs> this is Jordan playing the Kool-Aid Man. No. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty cool now. <laughs> You're going to need some aid, too. <laughs> that was pretty bad. That was, that, that, that was a proxy burn. <laughs> so what do you guys want to do now? Rescue Krom. Or kill him. No, don't kill him. I think it's too early to make that determination. I probably. I know where the other boxes are. Three of them the fire drakes had. Where the other box is? That's a good question. Where's the one that... Katari's not telling where the one is. But she hasn't. She Julian, has... Julian gave it to yeah, her. She has hidden it to her. Um, so, as far as next, is the thought still to pack up and move the hideout? Because if so, we had to figure out how to move a body. Yes, the answer is to that question. Sort <laughs> 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 syntax I studied at Jedi Academy, I did. <laughs> it's it's kind of like Spanish with the punctuation. It always comes at the front of the sentence, so you have no like weird thing at the end where it's like, well, was this supposed to be a question in our head the whole time? <laughs> Do we know that he didn't communicate with anybody? They know where this location is regardless. Oh, yeah, good point. And I'm assuming when he doesn't return from this location, more will come. All because Katari was seen. So it sounded like they were surveilling Krom's place. Yeah. And when she took the box from Krom's place, that's that's when they saw her. So And who knows, we've been tracking her since. Which explains the... Apartment scene. There's the apartment. The hideout. It explains a lot. <laughs> so, yes, we need to move. We need to transport a port body. Or kill him and leave the body. That seems to be your answer for everything. I'm just saying it's a solution. We get. How do we, we lug a 200-pound chunk of ice? Well, 200-pound man, probably closer to 300-pound chunk of ice. More importantly... We don't care about the body as much as keeping the fire around elemental trash. Julian would have been keeping an eye on... It's the... been it's been holding steady at a minimal level. So, you don't want to kill him? No. I'm just saying killing him won't do anything about the fire elemental. That's what I'm saying. It's, we have to keep the elemental trash. Katari, where are we going to go from here? Oh, where do we disappear? Well, we have to stay in the city. If we're going to deal with Choler. Not Steven Choler. Excuse me, Delvey. Hopefully. I have fire drinks on my mind. Excuse me. Hopefully Choler's dead. So we need to find a new hiding place and we need to transport a body. Yeah, that would be ideal. 
Do you we have a way we can transport a body? I mean, the go-to, how we have got through the city undetected before is the sewers. That would work. So back <laughs> to the original question, Katari, where are we going? Uh, well, there's a, a school that had its basement flooded out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's structurally unsound for the moment because of the water damage. But I think that we can at least use it as a temporary hideout. How far is it? This far. Uh, <laughs> no, we're going to go ahead and say that it's in the same quadrant as the hospital. Ooh. So we got to get to the sewers. A lot of sewers. And time of day? We'll say that it's late morning. Where's the closest sewer entrance? Is it in an alleyway? Why don't you go ahead and do some investigation? Yeah, let's right. do this main right here in the basement. <laughs> 5D plus 2 23 yeah you find one yeah but where about a block away which yeah. is pretty close in the grand scheme of things well yeah but, but it's a block we gotta carry a, a block of ice <laughs> with a body in it block. do they have a, at least a cart a meat cart cart is attainable you might have like a big cloth yes well, I happen to have this Holocaust cloak. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as the kitchen tablecloth. <laughs> Put the body on the cart, cover it with the cloth, go by the sewer. Just good. Open up the sewer, call down. This is great. I love it. Um, what could go wrong? Everything. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yep. So let's go ahead and let's make this a challenge. Can I have an index card, please? Skills challenge. Yeah, exactly. When All of my skills do not involve anything involving carrying or lifting. Or Mine either. That's why it's going to be <laughs> awesome. Judging from Jeremy's face, I don't think this is going to go well. <laughs> I've got Fezzik. <laughs> <laughs> Just use Fezzik. So we're going to have five successes to win, three failures. Target number is going to be 20. Oh my gosh. What? Wow. <sighs> we're not going to do this. I think we got this. Okay. <laughs> I love your positivity. Let's go ahead and make an initiative roll to initiative. see if she's going to do this. How, what order we're going to do this in. Uh, let's go ahead and use coordination because this is... Yeah, same same, same yep. so. <laughs> Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Fourteen. Four. Six. So Johnny, Jeff... And when somebody uses something, nobody else can use that, correct? Right. Yep. So don't use a base attribute. Aaron. <laughs> and then Jeremy. Success number one, or attempt number one at success. Oh. I'm going to use navigation <laughs> to plot the best route and out to the sewer. 3D plus one. Okay. Nope. 20 by any means of imagination. 12. 12. Alright, so... 15. 15. Hey! 21. 22. So you have character. one success. I only have six character points, so... Jeff, you're next. Okay, so I can I can use apportation to move this block of yes. ice. Done. Yeah. Done. So we're just spending a fate point to drop in a fate point. Doubling it to what? Eight. You should be able to hit 20 with eight. Yeah. This is Jefferson now. I'll be able to hit eight with eight. He's got it. 
I almost didn't make it. 21. Or 22. So go ahead and describe what you're doing here, just so it, we can get a nice pretty visual. I am using the water from the ice to push it along the ground so it's like this block is moving on its own like a remote control car. Nice. How are you going to get it up the stairs? That's how I'm getting it up the stairs. It's, is it standing up on it end and flipping no, over? No, it's or? just like slanting. <laughs> reverse slinky. <laughs> or reverse slinky. No, it's just going up at like Gliding up, gliding up the stairs like, like it's a slide, but backwards. Yeah. All right. So two successes. Two successes out of five. Hey, I had to use two character points. And he, he is a fate point. point. So you guys are having a bit of a difficult time with this. Good to hear. Thanks. Um, Aaron. I am going to conjure up a wind outside of the shop, so it's very windy in the area, so people leave. Discourage people from being in the area. Yeah. If they're there, they got their head down. Yeah. yeah. But what are you going to do about the cameras? Dust stormy. So it's like all dusty and shh. In a dome? There's dust inside a dome. Yeah, dust is dead skin cells, so it's everywhere. And there's dirt. 26. Okay. Jeremy. Julian's going to try and add to that by sneaking. Like sneaking along ahead to see if people are coming, or fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah, we have. Yeah, we, we, we've got three. Yeah, three we'll, take, we'll take the hit. All right, so I guess it's up to me now, huh? So we got the Man block. Twenty-one character points over there. We could try just pushing it. Yes, yeah, so I was thinking, just pushing. So, yeah, I'm just going to push it down the street. Okay. Mm. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we failed that one. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, yeah, I'm no. not, <laughs> you got a three. If it was closer. Yeah, if it was closer, but not with that. <laughs> All right, we can't fail again. All right, Johnny. Good job. <laughs> but yeah. Go ahead and describe how you objectively fail. Well, I uh, put my hands on it to start pushing, and I slipped in the water and fell down. Sounds like fun. Papa. Uh, I'm going to use Business. alteration. Okay. I'm going to alter the other water I have to sort of like make a wave to push it along. So you're going to cause like ripples in the water that's underneath it to kind of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of like caterpillar it along. Mm-hmm. That's the hope. Character point. Okay. 21. So you had 19? Yes, oh, I had 19. Gosh. Well, that's a success. You are down to 1 and 1. Is anybody else still in the area? There are some people still in the area, I guess. I am going to approach them and let them know that we are under official business here. So I'm going to use my con to con them into believing me. Okay. That's what we see here. Move along, move along. This is the body you're looking for. Mommy, why are they, why are they moving a giant oh, block? No. 15, 16. Yay! Yay, 21. <laughs> All right. Good. I didn't have to do anything because I had nothing. <laughs> I had absolutely nothing. I was going to persuade them to leave your con. <laughs> <laughs> so you get it to the manhole cover. 
and you realize that the block of ice is too wide. Oh my gosh. Well, that's easily fixed. Reshape the ice. And once we get him down there, we can just refreeze all the other stuff around him, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that we're not in a skills challenge, hammer and chisel. We make the manhole color bigger. <laughs> <laughs> To alter the block of ice. Mm-hmm. No change in the elemental. It's square now. Start flickering. Like what? brighter. Brighter? Because like melting the ice warmed Friction. it up. You need to freeze this thing back quick. Mm-hmm. Go through the sewer with it. <laughs> no, that's not a that's a <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So we're in the sewers. So you drop it down into the sewers. Yay! Alright, do your freezy thingy. You'll let me know if he starts coming back to life, right? Like in the future, if I fail this. Um, he's starting to get stronger now. 18, 22, 23. So now you have a block of ice. You have a block of ice again. You also have a whole bunch of, like, bags, I'm assuming, or... Equipment strapped to your backs, or... Going to stuff. You got, like, a portfolio thing, like a messenger bag, almost. You have your axe? My axe. Use <laughs> it like a paddle. You're just sitting on top of the block of ice, <laughs> floating down the river. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> Paddling with the axe. So we're making our way to the school? Yep. Takes a while. You get there late afternoon, and you have to figure out how to wrestle an ice block up out of the sewer. <laughs> it was The school was almost like a compound. Right? Yes, so there's probably a sewer entrance within the compound. We still have to get it up out of there, but yes, but it's we probably don't have to sneak it. Did anyone bring a rope? He does have rope, but it's not with him. I can blow it up there. I mean, I can try and lift it up out of here with the water pillar of water. Julian says, "Well, since I'm not good with this, I'll see you guys up top." It just climbs up the ladder. Yep. You should probably go up too. Yeah. Says to uh, chime and chime definitely and, goes uh, up. What's your face? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Sam should go up too. Well, Sam could do like a, we, a, a we'll, help lift up from yeah. underneath. Can we? We'll do. We will combine our forces again. 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 Ring thing. Do your thing. Fourteen. Twenty-six. So I get it up, and you push it the rest of the way. <laughs> Sounds fair to me. Okay. It just turns into a water vortex. <laughs> Spraying everybody who's still already climbed up <laughs> Julian is not going to just stand up there. He's actually going up there to scope out. Nobody's standing there to watch to see if this works. Nope. <laughs> so, no, that's what Chime's doing. He's like, so are we in the basement of the complex? You're in the courtyard. In the courtyard. Yes. All right, so Julian is actually trying to scope out a place to... Make their new base lit. of operations. Yeah. Yes. Uh, go scope out. So would that be basement an investigation? Yeah. Go ahead and make an investigation roll. I look six. for a place that we can keep this body. Twenty-one. Okay. I find a jail cell. <laughs> you, you you are able to go all over the camp the campus essentially all over the complex and you find barracks. 
lots of beds, you know, everything like that. Yeah, some booby traps. <laughs> the dorm room really stinks. <laughs> uh, you also are able to find a what looks like a, a shelter room, a fallout shelter type of thing. There is a prison cell in it. There's a lot of bodies in it. Oof. One kid is like hung in the corner of the bars, and then the rest are like lying on the floor. That there's like water stains high on the ceilings. It probably smells so horrible. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's like two weeks of death. Yeah, yeah. So it's Julian, since we was the first one in there, would open the door and you see him kind of step in, and then he comes right back out, shuts the door, and is like, "We're not going in there." And he charges back up the steps and like pukes outside. I think that's a fair response. Yeah, it's like that place is full of decay. It smelled so bad in there. A whole lot worse than the, that morgue that we were just in. What was in there? There were over 100 bodies. Yeah, I don't think we'll be able to get that out of there. Maybe we can find like a meat locker or something. Yeah, go to the kitchen. Yeah, good news, there was tons of other bunks in other parts of the complex, so. We have a lot that we have to keep on ice. We do. I find the kitchens and uh, the freezer. Okay. Is the power on in the freezer? No. Is there a generator for the building? Even or odd? Um, the answer is yes. Oven. Oven. No, not an oven, a freezer. You said odd? <laughs> I rolled even. No. It's a walk-in freezer, right? Yeah. You fill that walk-in freezer with ice, it's pretty well insulated. Stick the body in there, it's going to stay colder mm-hmm. longer. That's our best bet. We just have to make sure we keep an eye on it and so, it stays frozen. Need to find a supply of water to fill that freezer. Julian stares at Jer. Yeah, the sink. <laughs> he just pulls it out. <laughs> now, are you trying to like make ice on the walls, or are you just trying to like put in like four or five inches of ice on the floor? I was thinking of making just like a bed. You're treating him too nice. I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking I, just freeze I, the walls around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Walls, ceiling, give it a good coating. Yeah. I see. I like a couple, couple inches. Okay. Yeah. A good chunk of ice, yeah. maybe maybe about. I'd given up on the guy because he was severely wounded. I'm sure he's gonna be all right. Point of death, and there's a fire elemental that we don't want coming out. Julian says, "While you guys are doing this, I'm gonna step out and try and find some more supplies. I got things like rope that would have been useful that I can get from various places. So I'll be back. Good plan. Any heads up?" So it's probably close to evening time now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. If there was the ability to see the sun, it would be Saturday. Julian is going to go to the abandoned building where he has his stuff hidden. Okay. To actually try and retrieve it. So he was not lying there. Well, while you're retrieving that stuff, we'll go ahead and take a quick break. And then we will be back right after this. As a geek with a life outside of gaming, it can be hard to stay informed. The Sometimes Geek Podcast is your weekly update of all the major video game news, brought to you with the insight of an everyday gamer. Episodes are kept short and to the point, so you have more time to spend playing games instead of reading about them. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and at sometimesgeek.com. The Sometimes Geek Podcast, because we can't be geeks all the time. And we are back. Just as a reminder, what, what did you have stored in this location? Well, if you remember... Julian's place was no longer safe. 
not no longer safe, there was it was marked for implosion. Ah, uh, yes, the Department of Tenement Implosions. Yes, <laughs> my Maybe. favorite government agency ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he pretty much took his the box that was under his his bed that I think Sam tried to rifle through. Yes. Or somebody tried to rifle yeah. through. Uh, he took that box to the abandoned building that was Qatari's, but he picked a new spot in that building to kind of keep his his supply his supplies of stuff. Um, he's going to retrieve that. Um, he's got some field rations, a compass, like first aid kit, flashlight, rifle scope, things like that. Okay. Rope. Rifle? No. Because we were only allowed one small firearm and his other metal box of stuff. Less publicly known item. Yes. So that's what he's retrieving. Okay. While you're doing that, does anybody else have any ideas? Check on the guy's vitals. Make sure he's still living. 21. He's still alive. He seems to be in some, like a a form of stasis. Has there been any, I mean, because we we missed a week here. Was there any any other signs of the fire chase movements or activities going on in the city over the past week? There have been some arsons, but those are officially being attributed to ne'er-do-wells who are taking the opportunity of civil disrest to cause problems. Looters, vandals, that kind of thing. So the, the park where we killed the boy, that was the same park that had the statue that the uh, fire drakes went into? Yes. Mm-hmm. Correct. Did we uh, ever explore down into that? Nope. How far away are we from that, that park? <clears throat> A 45-minute walk? Yeah. So that probably would And you're be wanted. Yeah, I know. Specifically by name. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I definitely do not want to be seen. In fact, there are news bulletins going out saying that you are suspected in funneling veterans to subsurf- subversive groups. <laughs> uh, Sam's going to go set up a new... Take one of the rooms and kind of like set it up as her like intelligence shop. Okay. Like, you know, all the papers that I collected. Healing hands kind of get that all placed out. And kind of murder boarded up. Yeah, kind of. I want to go around the facility and just disconnect any phones or cameras that are in there. Whether they're active or not, I want to disconnect them. Okay. I would go ahead and make a roll for that. Okay, what do you want me to roll? Yeah, I would do investigation. That's what I was thinking. Good. Nineteen. Okay, so you're able to find all the phones and everything like that. Then to go ahead and take like take those apart, I'm going to go ahead and say it's a coordination roll. That seems to make the most sense. Not tech. Oh, do they have? Is there a technology? Under it's knowledge. Under knowledge. No security is under knowledge also. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and, and make it like a tech or knowledge roll. Nice, Johnny. Two in a row. Fourteen. Fourteen. Fifteen. All right, so you're able to dismantle all of the things that could be potentials for your own surveillance. Yes. Okay, I'm writing those exact words. That you can find. That I can find. <laughs> With my roll of 19 for investigation. While you're doing this, mm-hmm. Katari approaches you. Yes. So Sam tells me that you were involved in the out-processing. Like yes, interviewing. That was- what I've been doing for the past year. 
So you you know about people. Like, you know how they think, you know how they work, what how they're best assigned to things. I mean... I understand a large portion of what it takes to reintegrate a person into society after leaving the military. That could be very helpful for healing hands. Because just like people need to be reintegrated into everyday society, they need to be... We could use help in integrating people into our organization as well. Like sometimes you need to like know how to put people into spots where they can do the best. The most. He's good. already working with you. You don't need to throw a sales pitch at him. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, uh, it's all well and good, but right now the only reason I'm with you is because you all have gotten me into a lot of trouble. Well, you haven't stayed out of trouble either. Tried. You disobeyed your house arrest. That's not trying. I was kind of dragged into this. I was just minding my own business when some thing set my office on fire and started this whole commotion. One of those things that you have inside of you. Jerry's just going to roll his eyes, slightly shake his head, and go off exploring the facility. We can't always make choices in life. You know, sometimes the things that we want to do are the things that are the least attainable for us, right? Sometimes. So... I, I understand that right now you're making the best of a bad situation, right? But, you know, you don't seem to really have any love for the council. I don't particularly care for the council, no. I don't know anybody who truly loves the council. I've met those people before, you know, and there's a lot more than you would... Than there's you. plenty of people that are loyal to the council. Until a couple weeks ago, I was loyal to the council. But were you? I did my duty... Without complaint, I didn't go looking for trouble anywhere. I didn't associate with people of your sort. You sound like Julian. Except Julian associated with all the people. No, I never loved the council, but I was definitely loyal to the council. They're in charge of the city. They're the ones who keep everything running smoothly. So why do you think you were loyal to the council compared to your brother? Toller is insane. Sometimes you have to look at things a little differently, though, to see how they are. That for a long time, I was, I was very similar to you. You know, I thought that I would do my job, I serve in the military, I make the world a better place. And then I met Gaspar, and he had some amazing stories about how the world could be a better place. You know, and maybe I'm not the one who's best for this conversation with you. But I think that one of the things that you have, that you could do is you could make the world a better place. You that know? was what I was working on, helping people. Yes, you were helping people go into the society that was keeping them down and keeping them subservient and keeping them from realizing their true potential, right? I wouldn't say that. I was helping them with their true potential. I was helping people so they could use the skills that they have for the council. You live in the country run by the council, then yes. No matter where you live, what you do, if you're helping society at all, you're helping the government that runs that country. I guess what I'm saying is that the country has turned its back on you in some ways. Well, now they have, because I've violated what they've set forth. So what, where does that leave you? Do you think that you should turn yourself in and see if you can be reconditioned? I don't know yet what I need to do. I know that 
if I do turn myself in, mm-hmm. you will definitely be thrown under the bus. If I'm turning myself in, it's going to be full open honesty. But you can't have full and open honesty in a place where it doesn't allow the co- cooperation of people. Coercion is no way to, to get honesty. And I'm not going to co- coerce you into anything. You know, what you just said, if I was going to act like the council, I would block you in that freezer, you know? And I don't want to live in a world where I have to lock everybody I disagree with in a freezer. I can respect that. And like I said, I have not made my decision yet what I'm going to do. I'm just being open and honest with you. That if I do turn myself in, it will be with open honesty to the council of where I've been and what I've done. Just think about trying to live in a world where everybody can be open and honest, you know, and without fear of the repercussions of that. I think I'm going to, to go um, find myself a place to sleep. Good idea. And scene. We'll go ahead and go back to Julian, Julian and the magical mystery. All substances. right. So he, he just wants to get his, his stuff, and he's actually going to just try and go right back to the, okay. to the compound. So if he's able to do that, it would take probably a couple hours. Yeah, so it's close to 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, okay. somewhere in between there. Uh, so when he gets back into the compound, um, he's going to go check on the, the freezer. Is there anybody standing watch? or? It looks like the freezer is unguarded completely. He's going to just look in the, on the freezer and see everything seems to be keeping... Everything seems to be frozen. Uh, elemental. It's still static. About the same level it was before. Okay. Yeah. All right, so he's going to shut the door, and then he's going to go try and find somebody in the barracks portion. You find Sam. I mean, this is a situation where there's an open room, and Sam's just in the open room? Or... Sam's been setting up a base of operations for tactical okay. considerations. So I just walk in, and I was like, well, what's going on in here? Figure we need to start keeping track of what we know so we can know what we don't know. <laughs> I can appreciate this. He looks around the room. It's like, this is everything healing hands had, right? As much as I could collect before we left. Plus some of my own collected notes on activities since the incident in the park. Okay. Sam says with a smile. Yeah, so what actually happened in the park? It was very chaotic. It was very chaotic. And we were kind of separated. I know that he was trying to uh, melt us all, and we were fighting back, myself and uh, Jer, using water and air, trying to suffocate him, and then next thing I know, he exploded into a tree, lava, magma thing. Sounds like a fair description. And you passed out. Sensory overload, I'm guessing, because I was connected to one of the fire drakes underneath, and then saw Abel do his thing, and it was just nuts. It was pretty crazy. I've never seen a proxy react like that. Not that violently. Crazy stuff, man. Crazy stuff. Very um, crazy. So looking at sort of what we've got around here, it's like we need to try and add as much info to this cache of knowledge as we can. First off, and he drops the box of his stuff these are my supplies, my extra stuff. Does not have his extra, extra box in the box. I was thinking about heading back down to the freezer 
to see if I can get something out of this fire elemental. It's been on ice for a while. Maybe it's cracked a little bit. Okay. Um, I think once I get set up here, my plan is to some of the some of my old uh, old buddies are in the area for some guard duty, and I was going to try to get with them and see what they might know. Okay. And more information, the better. Reaches into his coat pocket, takes out a Zippo style lighter, and in one of those cool lighter tricks, like flicks it, it opens and lights at the same time, and hands it to him. Sam takes the lighter. Puts his fingers in the flame, and rolling willpower. And I got it with a 19. I will say one thing I do like about the magic system is that each spell has a target number that's very easy to figure out what it is. Yeah. So he goes ahead and takes the lighter back and says, thank you very much, closes it up, and just turns around and walks. Do you, do you need any help? Want someone to watch your back? Uh, no, he's frozen. He'll be good. Okay. And he goes back down to the freezer. Okay. As he's going back down, general state of mind. It's like he's been asleep, like in a coma kind of thing. So he's a bit weakened. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. He's going to go into the freezer, shut the door behind him, takes out his box of special things, extra special things. And in it, as he opens the box, you see the syringe and vials. And he draws one of the vials into the syringe, goes up to the, the guy, exposed flesh, and injects him with the thing, looks at his, his watch, and just kind of sits. And then he's talking to the elemental. Wake up! It takes a little bit, but he starts creaking open. Not the, the guy. I know. But the, the elemental. Yeah. Okay, all right. Just to be clear. Still not looking so hot. Bad pun. <laughs> How long can you keep this up? How long can you keep breathing? A lot longer than your host can. How do you know? Because I can do something about that. Not if you're using the stuff you just gave him. You want to bet? This isn't my first rodeo. What's a rodeo? It's where you try to ride this wild animal for as long as you can. <laughs> and you think that I'm the one that can be ridden? Possibly. Idiot. So, basically the drug that Julian injected is something that is designed to severely reduce brain activity. So he's trying to get strictly at the elemental. Right. He's trying to disconnect as much as he can of the elemental from the human. He's going to keep talking to it, and over the course of probably half an hour, he's going to try and sense if the, the voice of the elemental is getting stronger or weaker seems to be getting stronger the voice but what does the condition of the sight of the elemental appear to be it actually seems to be feeding off its interaction with you like emotionally speaking sure it's still in a in an ice down situation but it's enjoying the conversation enough that it's perking it up so he's going to take another vial inject some more into the guy gonna say okay we'll continue this later he's gonna walk out your friend's lying what friend the and military one which military one there's one there's one that's not military 
You figure it out. Are you sure the last thing you want to do is try and play a game? Nothing else to do. Which one? Which one do you think I know? He's gonna... He gets the sense that the elemental is feeding off the interaction. Mm -hmm. He's gonna say, well... He's gonna use persuasion for this. And he's gonna say, well, tell me which one and we may be able to continue this conversation. Otherwise, I'll leave it for the night. So, it's 8B. <laughs> and a six on the wild die. Of course, you roll course. one right roll after that. One. Uh, I want to know the statistical odds of that. Uh, 26. Which friend was lying? Is that the question? Yeah. Which military friend you say is lying? Now, you gotta do some convincing to get me to trust it, what an elemental says. The man. The man's the liar. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Julian, would, that makes perfect sense. Julian would say, which one? I answered as clearly as I can. I don't know their names. Fair enough. That still doesn't give me the information that I need. And he's going to then shut the door and walk just away a little bit. Okay. And then he's going to just turn and sit down and wait for that elemental to calm back down. Knowing that it was the interaction that he was yeah. feeding, he's waiting for it to yeah. kind of it, go back to. It takes about it takes about forty five minutes or okay. so. It, it's pretty worked out. So as soon as the L elemental reaches back to the point where he initially was in that sort of almost coma like state, uh huh, then he's going to push the idea to leave the body. Okay. And drop it a bit. Okay. So 16 dice? 16 dice. 16. Yeah. That's a lot of dice. 10. You got at least 16. <laughs> 20. 30. 40. 52. Man, you just hit the target. You yeah. missed the target number. <laughs> okay, so he leaves the body. What happens? Because, okay. The human dies. Because what Julian was trying to do is limit the brain activity enough that the connection wouldn't be there to pull the consciousness away when it disbonded. The situation, it was more that as soon as the warmth of the fire left, that it would froze. Be a question that I... Oh, okay. Does what happens to the body when yeah. the elemental leaves? The ice crushes it. So it does not burst into flames? No. But the elemental escapes through a vent in the top of the freezer that's attached to the wall. No fan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Julian's not going to say anything, but he's going to stay connected to it for as long as he can to kind of sense where it goes. And then he's going to head back upstairs. Okay. It seems to be spiraling around the aqua rail network. Just going around and around and then jumping right to another line and then going around that line, jumping back. Like, it's looking for something. Okay. It's going to go back up to Sam. Is Sam still there? It's been like nope, over, over an hour. Yeah, like yeah. an hour and a half. I found a place to sleep. Um, he's going to look around the barracks to see who he finds first. Finds Jack. Jerry's asleep. Oh, no. Odd or even? <laughs> <laughs> even. Yeah, I'm awake. Just barely, though. 
So I guess catch you as you were about dozing off. Because you've been asleep for a whole week. You don't you don't feel the need at this point. Yeah. Well, I come in and I say, it's gone. What's gone? The elemental is gone. The guy's gone? The guy, no, the elemental is gone. The guy is dead. What happened? I went in to interrogate some more, left the room, went back in to check on him, and he's dead. And the elemental is gone. Outside of the game. Ooh, sneaky, sneaky. Inside of the game. That's really weird. All right, I'm going to go. I, I believe you, but I'm just going to look and see what happened. Okay. So I'm going to go to him and pull the ice away. You find what looks like to be a freeze-burned mummy, completely dehydrated and collapsed down. That's really weird. Thank you. <laughs> Julian did not go to follow. He's looking for Katari. Okay. It's not hard to find. She's asleep. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to touch her. I'm going to kick the bunk that she's sleeping on. And then <clears throat> just like, you got to get up. And he's pacing back and forth. Okay. And he's like, the elemental is gone. Okay. The guy what? is dead. What? The elemental is searching for something. Where's that box? The uh, uh, and where's the fifth box? I don't know where the fifth box is. Where's your box? My box? Um, I left it in a locker at a train station. Well, I mentioned something about the aqua rail, so it probably knows. We need to get it, and we need to go now. Considering the group that we have, let's you, me, let's find Sam, and let's go. At this point, the connection is broken. Okay. And since the connection is broken, it seems like a good place to break the show for the time being. So until next episode, hope you have a good one. Thank you for listening to Bone Growers Theater. Our cast is Aaron, Jeff, Jeremy, Johnny, and Jordan. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. That means that you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater, and also you can look us up on Facebook. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.